Once again, you are listening to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get-off-my-lawn-cast, featuring the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons, staring down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I am your co-host, Bill Scurry, and I'm joined by this tall drink of water, my co-host. You know, I'm not that tall, but last night I had this weird feeling I was about to get off the bus here in San Francisco, and the two people like standing by the door in front of me were both like exceptionally short, and I just had this weird moment where I'm like, this is what super tall people must feel like. Like I suddenly <laughs> felt like a giant. But I'm only five, well, I say I'm 5'10", but I know some people are like, you're shorter than me, and I'm 5'10", so maybe I'm only 5'9". Right. Oh, and my name's, my name's Noah Tarno, by But I, re- I regard you um, as a giant. I mean, I do think of you. I'm shorter than you, though. Uh, yeah, by, by a good number of inches, but still. Like, a good the, 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 this, Yeah, I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to like a diminish you or anything like that but yeah you're many 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 inches shorter than me but like you you have a gigantic you know gigantic sway in my mind i have a big presence but it's funny because i was a i was a small kid you know i was uh i was a little kid and then i was slow to develop i didn't hit my growth spurt till i was 15 and my dad is tall like even now in his stooped over old age he's still i i will i I will confirm that that's true yeah he was like six three and now he's probably like six one or something so i still have this like internal feeling of being like i I, this internal feeling of being small and short and i'm a thin person like it still sometimes surprises me when i realize that i am i am of average height Mm. at worst Anyway, I, I don't know. These these are important discussions. You know what, Bill, though? These are more important discussions than our topic today. <laughs> no. Well, no, that's not true. It's important. It's just it's important about not important. Yeah, well, we are, we are engaging with a very odious topic. I push this Ugh. one on Noah. Noah Bland. Yeah, you push. Push is the right word, man. God push. damn the pusher, man. For good reason. He uh, withered and, and blanched a little bit when I described this because it is a, a, a sort of octopus of an issue. It's, it is slimy. It is wet. It has many tentacles. You wonder how to hold on to this goddamn thing. We um, are talking about shit posting this week. Ah! Now, I don't know for the five people who are listening, if some of you are definitely intimately familiar with shitposting some of you might actually even engage in it more than likely though you were living in the world that shitposting has provided for you and is this the first time we've done a topic where the name of it would have to be censored in certain contexts yeah maybe so but at the same time you know when trump was talking about shithole countries those those headlines went out as is we're we're through yeah, but, the lick, but, but Obama crossed the line for using a selfie stick. Yeah, and a tan suit. You uh, got me for that one. We have not been shy in past episodes about um, our political ethical. Yeah, I don't know. We have not these been days. Shy. I think ethical is, but I think we're going to go more extreme. So I'm going to lay it out here right now. Like if you don't at least, I don't want to say if you don't agree with our general opinions, and we mostly agree the two of us. You're more of a cynic than me. Yeah. But if um, I mean, hence you fucking moved to Amsterdam. <laughs> yes. Um. But if if you don't at least have a you know ability to discuss in good faith our opinions, then you're just shut it off now because you're going to fucking hate. I, I I don't think it's a problem. I think everybody who's on okay, board, good. all the uh, Johns Jong and the Susie's Sherman of the world, I feel like yes. are are well into our our camp. No, yeah, yes, yeah. I don't think it's a I, anyway. The, 
yeah, you said there's there's an argument to be made that this is responsible for the worst person in the country becoming the president of the United States. I, there is a dis- yeah, I, we're going to get into it a little bit. I think it's uh, it, it's for a good reason. Like there's no reason to um, shy away from how terrible this could be. But I guess we should describe first what it is. For- <laughs> you think so? I still don't understand. I spent a little time <laughs> reading about it, but 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 again, you said it's like. It's like an octopus. It's hard to get your. And yeah. I've never handled an octopus. Have you? I've swam with them. I've definitely looked face to face. You swam I've not hand, I've with not octopi. Hand, yeah, when you scuba dive, you see a lot of octopi. Don't octopi live like way, way down in the middle of the ocean? Uh, you're well, scuba diving. You're only in like yeah. water that's like two feet deep or something, right? Two feet deep? No, I, I go down as far as a hundred feet deep, my friend. They're there. A hundred feet? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I've never, I've never been scooped. But like, wait, the, how the snorkel, like, doesn't the snorkel need to be above the water? That's, line? that's snorkel, not scuba. Scuba that's is the self-contained scuba. underwater breathing apparatus. Self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. But I have I seen, I've seen more uh, octopus by snorkeling than I have diving, though. So you're not... And you're not incorrect. They they do inhabit shallow water where they can hide. They hide amongst the coral. They they're they're shape changers and shape shifters. Do they have you ever been squirted in the face with ink? By a squid, not a, not an octopus. Yes, a squid shot you, but not an octopus. Yes, and it, I wouldn't say it shot okay. me. I said it yeeted, as the kids say, it yeeted out of here by leaving a, a okay. giant cloud of ink and water. Yes, that's kind of awesome. Octopus, not so much though. So. But getting back to our topic here, <laughs> no, I want to talk more about uh, <laughs> octopi. This, this so, is the octo, oct, octopi, octocast. The octocast. It just sounds like there's eight of them. The encephalocast. So some people. Encephal. Thank you. That's the word. Thank you. Yeah. So some people know that shit posting by dictionary, according to Hoyle definition. The yes, posting Hoyle. of Hoyle large, wrote about this. Okay. Yes, exactly. It's it's the posting of large amounts of content aggressively, ironically, and of trollishly poor quality to yeah. some sort of online fora or social network, in some cases intended to derail discussions or otherwise make the site unusable to regular passers by. So but that is, I think, a fairly anodyne description of the phenomena we're talking about. It begins with that and it goes into many more mendacious and injurious socially deleterious places i want to begin this topic with the most broadest description possible i want to start by asking noah tell me how you worked your way through shitposting as many of our listeners might know bill does 90 percent of the work on this podcast and especially this week i had one of the busiest weeks ever in my business careful what you wish for I wasn't prepared to argue when he's like, let's let's talk about shit posting this week. I'm like, fine, you got to send me some articles because I don't have the time or energy to jump into this. So he sent me a few articles and I used that as a launching off point and I read a few things and I, like the octopus and or squid, I had trouble getting my hands around it. Um, but your definition, <laughs> as far as I could tell, seems accurate. So I just started reading around on it. It's so off-putting in every way. And also it seems like it's mainly, not entirely, mainly done by people who disgust me to my core. You know, we mentioned the their think pieces about how uh, this might be responsible for, for the Orange Goblin getting elected. The guy who you can most delight upon is this guy, Palmer Lucky. He was the founder of Oculus Rift, which was bought by Facebook and is now their um, their VR division. Fuck that guy. And my company did an event for them, if only I had known. Fuck that um, guy. And, you know, they fired him or something, but he spent money during the 16 election. He, he, he's got like a billion dollars now, and he's like 25. And he spent money setting up 
something called what was it called nimble america and basically yeah. it just was like a meme factory to spray a hose of digital horse shit onto hillary clinton in the worst way possible and the in, I mean, whatever. This is what the people who conflate like the honest criticisms of Hillary Clinton or honest criticisms of Barack Obama or any liberal with the bullshit criticisms that most Republicans actually engage in. Like, that's what bothers me. These people are like, oh, well, Clinton's awful. Like, yeah, but this isn't what these people are talking about. They're not talking about real stuff. They talked about real stuff. We could have this discussion. But Palmer Lucky is one of these ivory tower Republicans who said, what's the money quote? I love from him. Love from him. Love in quotes. I've got plenty of money, Lucky added. Money is not an issue. I thought it sounded like a real jolly good time. You know, it's just it's just to, to trigger the libs and for the lulls and all that. Jesus not Christ. recognizing the actual damage that someone like Donald Trump as president can and is doing to our society, to our world, to the human race. I mean, it's just this, oh, it's just funny. Uh, I could just sit and play video games all day and jerk off. I'm turned off by this in many elements. I'm turned off because I find it so distasteful. I'm turned off because I don't understand it. I'm not a meme guy, so so many of the references don't make sense. I don't appreciate uh, just the concept of memes as much as other people do. That being said, there is an interesting topic here, which which it sounds like you and I disagree on this, but people say um, they draw a comparison from shitposting to to the Dadaist movement in Europe in the, the interwar period. You think that's bullshit. Am I reading you right? No, I, I don't think it's bullshit. I think it's apt. I'm just saying it's like... Da- I think it's very apt. Yeah, Dadaist was of a different intellectual bent in that it sought to do a number of different things, but it had a different output and it had a different uh, idea in mind of what the world should be. There was some core values rather than nihilism. Let's put it that way. Yes, and the big difference I see it is now the internet has made everyone a publisher. This is a problem in And so it's many made ways. everyone a fucking nihilist, too. But I think if you look closely at Dadaism and some of the other artistic movements, especially in Europe in the interwar period, there was some nihilism there. You know, the Weimar Republic, it was a little like the Jazz Age here. I mean, it was the same time. It was very much um, we're careening on the edge of apocalypse, so might as well live it up. Hedonism in the face of disaster. Right, right. So there's, and this is like, fuck this, the world's going to burn. Let's let, you know, it'll be funny if we elect Donald Trump president. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right, exactly. But that's an ivory tower viewpoint. That's a viewpoint of none of this is real. Politics is a game. It's, it's, a, ch- a, game. it's a chin beard and fedora view, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's a game, and it's it doesn't it doesn't affect me. So why should I care? You know, that is a soulless viewpoint, and I don't know what Marcel Duchamp was feeling in his personal life. Uh, but it's different. Like Marcel Duchamp, I don't. How did these guys get in museums? I don't know. But now everyone's a publisher, so you could put your your shittily made MS Paint meme out there, <laughs> and it could theoretically reach tens of thousands of people. Whereas that just wasn't possible in the 1920s. I mean, that's the problem with journalism too. Any idiot can declare themselves an expert because you can slap it on the internet, and tens of thousands or millions of people can see it. God, I'm just, I keep thinking of new reasons to hate this. There's the, inter- <laughs> There's the intellectual thing, too. I mean, the whole point of shitposting is, A, it's poor quality, which I don't like anyway, and B, but that's the point, and B, it's to derail the discussion. So I think it's like logistically or in terms of intellect or thought, this is destructive. You're getting in the way of people having discussions. Like this is this is how I think problems get solved. I think problems get solved through honest discussion. Much of our problem with politics today is that people won't have honest discussions. And when you want to have honest discussions, that's when you need to take arms, either metaphorically or literally, against problems. But I think when you're able to have honest, deep discussions, that that is really a way into solving problems. 
And these are these shit posters won't let people do that. They steer the subject away in a very insulting and immature way. It's a, a, way that it's not a stress only, position, like the way John right. McCain was forced to kneel on concrete yeah. for months or weeks or something like that. Or it's somebody who comes in, people are having a good faith discussion, and someone comes in with a fucking air horn every 30 yes. seconds and blasts yep. it. That's, 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 yep. not, that's a literal interpretation of a figurative thing. But I think more than that, the shitposting is unfortunately more nuanced than just distracting. It is. It is often. I mean, I, I'll try to think of an example. Disinformation specifically made in a way to most harmfully get away from the discussion. Yeah. You know, this is what I'm saying. Two people can have an honest discussion about why Hillary Clinton sucks. That's possible. There are. I voted for her. I supported her. But there are plenty of honest reasons to argue that she sucks. I will say that. You know, by steering it to her emails or, or sexist things. You are staying on topic, but not staying on topic, right? It's just a really like kind of tar- evil genius targeted way to derail the discussion. Uh, we go, I've gone in a thousand directions here. I think it's clear I don't like this. Yeah. And I think this is this is very low. On her. When we get to the felonian scale, man, this is going to be scraping the bottom. I refer back to uh, a friend of the show, uh, Nick Nadell, guest of the show. Um, on his podcast, Movies My Friends Haven't Seen, he actually talked to a shitposter. He was a comedian really? uh, in Brooklyn. Yeah, one of his guests was a shitposter. And he was uh, he thought of it like this is the work of comedy. This is the work of somebody who keeps – like a joke writer, a guy who sits there every day and like faxes jokes into Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon or something like that. His job was to perch himself on uh, 4chan, I think it was, and they he would just come up with so many photoshops every day. And his explanation of this was both the most innovative, explanatory, and also horrifying and cynical I've ever heard before. He says that the shit posters were just trying to compete with each other. They, they were just playing a game, describing to one another, it's like, how bad can you get? How specific, how hyper-specific can you make to someone laughing an in-joke? And what wound up happening, and th- while in the in the process of talking about shitposting during this, this uh, episode with Nick Nadell, the guy was saying, like, I understand how this crossed over into becoming a toxic venom that seeped out. We could talk about memes because I think everybody who listens to this show, everyone within the sound of my voice right now, me included, loves memes. There's nothing I love better than a meme of, you know, whatever, that that cat sitting in front of the asparagus while one of the real housewives points and someone puts right. that fucking impact type below each. That stuff is hilarious. I get it. Well, it can be. It can be. It can be. But my point is that, like, what happens when you make these memes, these anti-Hillary memes, for instance, or these pro-Trump memes, for instance, and they escape the biome of 4chan and they wind up finding themselves to uh, Alex Jones, they wind up finding themselves to non-ironic, anti-intellectual uh, venues. People don't understand that these things are all based on irony. People don't understand that there's a nihilist bent, that this is a performance. People look at them as if this is prima facie. All those posters we see, those painted posters of Donald Trump with a rocket launcher on his back riding a a, a dinosaur, some people feel like that is the real deal. Some people feel like that is real presidential material. Well, that they they want someone who will kick it. It's like these people who compare... The president to like John Wayne and stuff like yeah. this. I mean, that yeah. they, they did that with Reagan. They started about Reagan. Not realizing John Wayne was a fucking actor. He was an actor playing a part. Exactly. I mean, they hired an actor to be president. That's a, that's what Gorefi Tull said about Reagan. The Republican <laughs> Party was genius. They hired an actor to be president. Yeah, it was. I mean, I think there's a little more than that, but 
you're, you're, you're halfway to the truth, sir. But the idea that these memes escape the hermetic environment, the, the Velociraptor pen, and they escape into the world, and there's no way to control how people will in, inter, inter, interact with them on, on an ironic basis. And that's when you get, the, we, kept, we keep mentioning, I don't know if it's cryptic or uncryptic, the idea that this affected the 2016 election. Because people, fucking the Russians, the Macedonians, anyone who was able to funnel slush money through political contributions to Facebook ads, to banner ads, to everything else, they reappropriated a lot of these memes, and it was it was enough to, to to change the percentage points. I mean, like by a fraction of a percentage point, the votes in some of these areas. And that's where we get to the idea that if you played these ads unironically in Wisconsin, in uh, suburban Philly or exurban Philly, in Michigan, all these battleground states that went his way, all of a sudden you wind up with a fraction of a percentage of electoral college victory. And that's all it took. And that's all it took. And that's why we're talking about this. And that's that's the idea that shitposting was changing fucking 65-year-old baby boomer's mind by putting something that a 22-year-old created in Photoshop or MS Paint and then putting it in front of a 65-year-old person with, that, with zero media literacy. Someone who needs Yes! To, someone media who need, literacy! Someone, this it, is the problem is with the problem. everything. Until, we are illiterate. Our society is illiterate. Until Noah Tarno made this a bailiwick of the show... I don't quite know how important this was in my life. It was a missing keystone in the explanation of everything yep. until you Thank brought you. it up. And Thank it, it, you. It is of absolute I, primacy. I am sorry to be correct, but we <laughs> as a society are illiterate. Yes. 99% of us are illiterate. The, and I don't mean we can't read books, but who processes the world through books anymore? Yeah. Vanishingly few people. Yeah. We process it through television and the internet. Yeah. To start with. And not only do we never this is this is the failure of our education system. Not only do we never teach people to watch TV, we never got around to that. We haven't even started to teach them how to use the internet or social media. To go into one more vastly cynical view is that everyone who's 65 and is these are the people who actually have property. These are the people who have <laughs> retirement funds. These are the people who are getting yeah. Disability. These are the people who are at home yeah. with a lot of time and nothing to do and a lot of hatred for, for uh, Ilan Omar, um, Alexandria <laughs> Ocasio-Cortez, oh, and um, Hillary Clinton. These are the people— And who, Obama. Don't forget Obama. And Obama, too. Obama. But Obama's not yeah. running for anything where apparently Hillary is right now. Um, yeah, right. These are people who don't engage with the media on fair footing. These are people who are yeah. ignorant. And I'm sorry to tell you, these are your parents. This is the uncle, the fucking ignorant uncle you have. These are. This yeah. is my ignorant uncle, who's a MAGA head somewhere in San Diego. Oh, are you serious? Finland, let's see that native dance. Smile more. Work that pelvis. No, too much smile. Sit down. But why? Why is shitposting, you know, why is it a thing? Why are we even talking about it? I, I, I'm going to read what I wrote because I, I can't riff off the top of my head better than this. So it's because we have a media surface, a media environment, a media crenulation populated by short attention spans, deliberate provocation, antisocial behavior, and media illiteracy matched up mm -hmm. against the sludgy turtle of diseased baby boomer brains claiming victim <laughs> victimhood when they actually own everything. And then as soon as they voted in force, they cut taxes on themselves because the good times will never end. Yeah. The yeah. sense of entitlement among baby boomers is unbelievable. I can't. 
It's pure. See, this is the thing. It's so much projection from the right, and baby boomers projecting onto millennials. Yeah, yeah. baby boomers are the most spoiled generation, literally in the history, of the and world. have been for at least thirty or forty years. For, honestly, it's it's been well, going on for a while. It's not a new they, phenomenon. They never had. They they didn't deal with the depression or World War II, so they didn't have to deal. They didn't have shared sacrifice or any of that, right? Yeah. And as soon as they got power, they cut taxes. But before on that, themselves. they were they engaged in 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 booze and club drugs and free sex. Right. They 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 just they fucking they they fucked all the way through pre AIDS as much as they possibly could. They were the last generation to to dial three cherries on the fucking slot machine, and everything else after that has been true hardship for them. Then they want to know how is the president going to punish other people? Who's yes. going to who's going to get hurt? Because I'm aggrieved. Like, it's not enough that I'm benefit. Someone else has to lose in the fucking zero-sum right. game. Right. Well, you know, they're going to die soon, so they're mad about they that. They better. They fucking better. It's like, how high do we have to make, how high do we have to make only, insulin that, to the, the point only, where they can't afford yeah, it? The only shot we have is for millennials to take over, man. Or at yeah. least Gen X to take over. It's the yeah. only shot we have. They have done jack shit about the environment, the boomers. They've made Fuck it. Them. They've done worse than jack shit. They've done fucking oh, yeah. bullshit. Honestly, yeah. even the super liberals, you know, are pretty bad about that shit. Yeah. So, but I, so I mean, I, I, I'm talking about a generational problem. Like the topic is still shit posting. This is a simple, direct causality, cause and effect, through line, thread from one to the other. I say shit posting is this thing that was started in a nihilistic vacuum, and it like teeth. Uh, of of a bicycle cog going into a chain uh, or the, the 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 Charlie Chaplin modern times machinery gearworks these things all fell together in this astonishingly evil and coincidental way where you were able to feed into people's illiteracy and feed into their worst impulses mm. their tribalism mm. with something that was not intended it, it was intended as fucking comedy man it was it was intended not innocently but at least with the idea that this was for us by us because it, right. it came out of you fucking 4chan everybody knows what 4chan is we're not going to describe it 4chan yeah, is the sewer of the sewer of yes. hell it's the yeah. it's it's Beelzebub's fucking sluice. That's what I say. No, why is it popular? What would you add to that? Well, I, I want to get back to the Dada thing in a way because partly because I find that so interesting. The parallels between now and then, you know, the the world is at oblivion. Why not? Nothing matters. Dada is dead. Long live Dada. Dada, as a name of the movement, was randomly picked from the dictionary. I don't really understand the distinction between Dada and surrealism, but you know, there's the idea that. Nothing makes sense. And randomness, you know, random, because everyone's a, a publisher in a way, um, the internet has spawned a lot of random humor. I remember 15 years ago getting in an actually tense argument with a friend of mine who's a big fan of, remember Homestar Runner? Yeah, I love that. It was great. Yeah, see, I hated that. And <laughs> part of what I hated about it was just, it just, and granted, I didn't spend that much time with it. It just seemed like, hey, here's a random joke. Let's throw it out there. It's just it's a funny word. Let's just throw it out there. And there, I've complained about a lot of comedy this way. It's like you have the amusing idea. You throw it out there. You don't put something on top of that. And that's the lazy way to do random humor or bizarre humor. Just throw out a stupid idea and not, you know, what then or really expand upon it. You know, the Internet makes it easy. It makes it easy to put things together. Photoshop. Uh, you know, MS Paint, what have you. And then shitposting encourages low quality. That's considered a hallmark of it. 
that these things are poorly photoshopped together. So any idiot can throw any crap out there with low effort. And, you know, if it tickles one person's funny bone, maybe tickles the second person's funny bone, it goes, the virality of the internet means it tickles a lot of people's funny bones and all sorts of people think it's the funniest thing ever. And then all our standards go to the fucking toilet. I don't understand enough about Dadaism and surrealism to know what really made it interesting or great. It might just be the originality. I mean, my understanding of the most famous Dada piece, I guess, is Duchamp. He, he bought a urinal, right, from a... Yeah plumbing supply place and he slapped his name on it his point as i take it was just by putting this in a museum and slapping my name on it makes it quote-unquote art but he's making fun of that idea how is that art my kid can make that well it becomes the point of the artist to get that response from people shitposting is the act of posting large amounts of content of aggressively ironically and trollishly poor quality to an online forum or social network in some cases intended to derail discussions or otherwise make the site unusable to its regular visitors. Would you feel any less opprobrium towards the concept of shitposting, the shitposters themselves, if you were closer to their general age group, if you were in your 20s now or in your teens now? If MS Paint, Photoshop, and the internet and shitty media literacy had all taken hold of our society back when you were a young man? No, but what do you think? No, you think I would have been immune to any of this? The answer is absolutely fucking zero. Bonkers. So you think you would have been a shit poster? I would have thought of myself more in the camp with the shit posters because I was young. First of all, I did have MS Paint. In 1993, the very primal version of the internet, not that we were sharing things, but there was access to software that we'd never had before. I had my first email account in 93. I had my first uh, IRC, Internet Relay Chat. All these things. Uh, Some of the first versions of Photoshop, which I believe were only four years old at that point, our, our freshman year of college. Not just that, but I had access to a nihilistic, young, uh, cynical view of somebody who did not give a fuck about other people. I uh, had a, a jockey job working a register at a convenience store on Long Island, which was the worst place to put me because I had this baseline uh, misanthropy to everyone I met. And the worst thing the worst thing you want to do to someone who's 20, 19, 23 years old is put them in front of their worst influences and cultivate them. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what I did was I felt like other people on earth weren't worth saving. Their lives valueless and also the zero something is if they win, yeah. I lose. Yeah. If yeah. I dropped a penny out of my pocket, I would go pick it up thinking it's better that it's in my pocket if I'm not doing anything with it than someone else potentially grabbing this penny and and profiting and somehow making their life better. Even if it's a penny. I don't know if this is a viewpoint that many more than a few other males who listen to this podcast. I mean, I, I don't want to disc- you know, discriminate. Maybe some, some females or people who don't identify as anything thought of. But as a suburban kid growing up in the 90s and late 80s, for that matter, there is this idea that it was wholly ironic. And, and there's no reason for a teenager or someone of collegiate age to think they have any skin in the game. And with that viewpoint, this is like one of the first things I was told when I got into, quote unquote, you know, suit and tie America, white collar work, was that only people who owned property were the ones who voted because they voted 
according to real estate values and understand the the intersection of how much money I had as a young adult or as a teenager or as a guy in my early 20s and what a property owner had and like thinking about how what I wanted to do was poison their world. I was shitty to them as the clerk at my convenience store job. That was as much power as I had until I got into <laughs> newspapers and publishing at which point and I then was, you and newspapers in the late 90s you had all the all power. the power exactly all, all the, power, the power man. Yeah. Uh, but no, but at, at, so I think I had turned into a real human being. I developed the chromosomes that it took to to stand upright and to not think of myself as someone who's trying to de- devastate other people's lives. But as a kid, that's one of I, I don't shy away from this, and I tell this to you, America, as as a man who's being honest. But that's the kind of nihilist shithead that I was, and many people still are. I don't entirely agree. By the time I was a teenager, I didn't feel that way. Maybe when I was very young. I mean, look, one one of the issues here that we haven't a, – a phrase du jour that has not come up yet in our discussion is toxic masculinity. Sure. And a lot of the end of the world thing is I, I think – look, I, I am somewhat sympathetic to MAGA people in that I think they – a lot of them have a very legitimate grievance. I think unfortunately – and this is partly the media literacy thing – their their grievance is – almost wholly directed at all the wrong people. You know, I suffered from that a lot when I was a kid. I was a small kid. I was wimpy. I was sensitive. and But you still have a sense of like, you need to be a man and all that. So, you know, that anger had to go somewhere. And when I was very young, I remember, you know, I would turn it in on myself a lot. Still do. <laughs> there was an element, like I remember being in like middle school, elementary school, and I wouldn't bully other kids, but I definitely wanted power over them or sought out the people who were even weaker than me. And maybe I remember like one time, like wanting to make a little kid cry or something. I mean, that wasn't a habit of mine. Obviously I'm not proud of that, but whatever. I was a kid. No, um, it's, it's the power of punching down Noah. Right. Right. You know, it's the only power I had because I yeah. had no power in anywhere in my world. I mean, it's scary. Like I'm watching the show Mindhunter now on Netflix about serial killers and I've been reading about serial killers and of course you go like, all right, well, what do I have in common with serial killers? And like so many serial killers as kids had this problem. You know, they they were belittled by their mothers, right? And they had no power (laughs) or, and, and a lot of them, they tortured animals, stuff like that. And I tortured ants. I went through a period briefly where I really tortured ants and I'm very ashamed of it. I mean, they were ants. I never thought about torturing a squirrel or a cat or something. I, apparently that's the next level. There's this little tiny bit I see of myself, you know, the, there but for the grace of God. Maybe I would have been a serial killer, but fortunately my parents are pretty decent people and A, loved me and B, taught me, were, are, uh, taught me, you know, decent ethics that even if I wanted to kill someone, sometimes I still want to kill someone. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> a person from Generation Z is born between the mid-1990s to the early 2000s. But unlike a boomer, they love new games such as Fortnite, as opposed to older games such as Quake, and would rather watch Twitch streamers instead of trading stocks or cryptocurrency online. Zoomers enjoy newer music, such as Rapper 6 9 whereas a boomer prefers less recent music such as LMFAO or ACDC. Noah, so with that said, is this a sign of the apocalypse? Yes. <laughs> I think we've covered this. Yes. <laughs> It takes us farther down the rabbit hole of media literacy, of not ha- – like I said, you can't have a discussion when you turn the topic away from something important to – you know, the air horn, as you say. That being said, 
and I think we haven't hit this enough, there are liberal shit posters. And I didn't quite follow it, but apparently there's a big wave of um, shit posters in uh, the UK who are mocking white supremacists there very effectively. Okay. They're making up sort of fake Twitter accounts of uh, uh, what do they call the British Defense League, English Defense League? I don't even know. It's, yeah, yeah. So there, there are liberal shit posters who are having some effect. So I think my Bill Burr reference is um, is apropos of that. Yeah, I um, almost think that shit posting is one direction. If someone else does it, this is like there's no such thing as black supremacy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like people talk about well, black racism. It's like no, 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 no. That's you don't get racist. it. That's not a thing. Just because yeah. somebody else you think is doing the thing that you're doing, if they don't have any power, then it's not the same connotation. Yeah, but so but it's like, projection projection is always the refuge of people who positions are un undefensible it's why baby boomers call millennial snowflakes it's why trump says everyone else is corrupt yeah i i gotta agree with you like this is not a sign of the apocalypse this is like the real fucking deal this literally is the The horsemen are coming over the fucking hill right now and one of them is riding a pale horse we're in the middle of it you know and like Noah alluded to this is one of the reasons why i moved out of the united states i just don't think old glory can survive this onslaught this is a bad time and I will refer back to most recently, what was it, a week or two ago when the fucking some group at one of his resorts was at the Doral Resort in Miami, put up a video. It was a shit-posted yeah. video someone made yeah, essentially, of the, yeah. the, the, the scene from Kingsman where they just photoshopped his head onto somebody shooting all these people. And every yeah. it was like him killing CNN and, and yeah. New York Times and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And it's like somebody took that completely unironic. And posted it at the head of an official, you know, state engagement, some sort of pro-Trump thing, which had imprimatur of approval to it, which is like insane that we're even at this point. It's somebody creating this thing in one isolated vacuum and it being translated to some other, not vacuum, but, you know, a non-hermetic environment where people just look at it and say, yeah, this is great. He'll love this if we put this in there. And it's like, you really want to stick with this? You really want to stick with a fucking doctored video? All of a sudden, Trump talks about building a wall in Colorado. The subject has changed. He's the ultimate shit poster. What might well be a permanent senatorial uh, majority by the Republicans and also a packed judiciary that's going to live forever. That's how this all benefited from them. That's why they're in the apocalypse is because they can't get Exxon Mobil. You can't get any of these companies to veer from their trajectory of destroying the oceans and the ice caps and anything else. We're, we're in the middle of it. And this just essentially threw shovelfuls of dirt on top of the grave. But incels are expert shit posters. And none of these posts have been deemed credible threats by law enforcement. Still, the NYPD and LAPD are beefing up presence at screenings, and one major movie theater chain banned masks in response to the threats. Is there any element of your anger towards shitposting that can be described in any way as jealousy? You have the right to come to me, see me, punch me in the face, and beat me to death with a shovel if I'm somehow envious of any of this because I'm living in the same world you guys are, the same one certainly you are, Noah, where I feel like the walls are closing in for as much privilege as I have and as much ability as I have to, to waylay the apocalypse. We're watching it slowly come upon us. I'm not jealous of the people who are shitposting. I'm not jealous of their ability to somehow skate responsibility or any kind of recognition of empathy or common humanity. 
maybe when these people turn 31, they will look to the side, <laughs> to the left. They'll, they'll look to the right. Maybe, maybe. And say, oh, my God, what have I done? You know, maybe yeah. somebody will fall in love with a human being or have a or, child or, that they'll look or, at and say, this is a human life with miracle attached to it. Or when, you know, the, the, their house is flooded or something. You know, when Palmer Lucky can't play video games all day because his house is on fire or something. Yeah. This is, have you read World War Z? Yeah, of course. That book is fucking brilliant. And it's, it's those who don't know, it's a, it's a book about the zombie apocalypse looking back on basically 10 years the earth was ravaged by your standard zombie apocalypse. But it's so smartly written. And a lot of it is a metaphor. Uh, it works. You know, they talked about how the Romero movies, zombie movies, were metaphors. But I never really saw it that way. But, but World War Z really works as a metaphor. Um, and the scene I really remember is how Americans were able to blissfully be in the dark about the looming threat. The government lied to them. The government literally fed them placebos, all this. And they interview a woman who just – she didn't take it seriously. She was living her life. And then one day the zombies literally crashed through her window. And I kind of feel like this is where America is, that most of us are just going to go, yeah, it's all right. Whatever. Life. Yeah, it's disturbing. And then one day, not literally zombies, but something's going to crash through our window. I mean I guess yeah. it is happening to people, people who yeah. live in hurricanes and storms and floods. They're just still able to lie to themselves and deny that it's – global climate change they just think it's an isolated nothing you could do about it incident oh yeah. boy yeah now you put your finger on it i think that's exactly perfect man yeah well i i do have some jealousy and this is a topic we've talked about a lot but look that that these things do get laughs and that thousands of people will laugh at something that took no effort and frankly is is created with malicious intent because i feel like i've talked about this a lot my jealousy my work doesn't get the appreciation it deserves uh, I get angry about that because I'm me. I don't like this stuff, A, because it's lazy, and B, because it's mean. It's not nice. And nice people should be rewarded. I mean, I know the world doesn't work that way, but, you know, emo- emotions and jealousy, I count jealousy as an emotion, you know, they don't respond to logic. So there you have it. Noah, so we uh, mentioned Jimmy Fallon before, and that brings to mind our own personal uh, scale, the Fallonian scale, based on Jimmy Fallon as a zero base. Jimmy Fallon is the worst thing. He, next to tuberculosis and lead poisoning, perhaps the greatest scourge on human history. And everything else in the show that we've ever talked about, Key and Peele, Impossible Burgers, these are way, way beyond that. So we have our own spectrum. Now, I will ask you, where on that spectrum does shitposting fall? I'm tempted to say this is the lowest of the low. I mean, it's definitely worse than Jimmy Fallon. So if Jimmy Fallon is zero, this is negative territory. But that being said, I feel like there's something we did talk about that I that I also hated more than Jimmy Fallon. I think I like EDM less than Jimmy Fallon. But that was just tick marks. You're talking about microns, angstroms, if you will. Jimmy Fallon is more a symptom and not the problem. And I like to think that, you know, if Jimmy Fallon retired tomorrow or died tomorrow, and I don't wish death on him, whatever, that he would be forgotten almost instantly. He's like the Matchbox 20 of TV. Is there anything we've looked at? Well, you think poke is actually malicious. But is there anything else we've looked at that we thought was actually like deleterious for society? No, this is uh, just about the bottom. Poke because of tuna. It was a very specific thing in in, in terms of contributing to the overfishing of tuna. That was bad. But there's not much more worse than this. And you could even claim that Jimmy Fallon only affects the world of comedy, which both of us care about, obviously. 
um, not necessarily as a livelihood, but as a evocation. Jimmy Fallon doesn't affect the real world. Jimmy Fallon's words don't carry beyond some YouTube videos and some things. This, you know, is easily, I, I agree with you, easily worse than any of those. Yeah, I would say that shitposting is like, if you, if you think of somebody who has terminal bone cancer, and at the same time, they, they get this, somehow, improbably, they, they were involved in a horrible motorcycle accident and, and damaged their head while getting tuberculosis. That's what shitposting has done to America. Uh, you're taking a person or a, a body, an entity that was already on its last legs and striking it with a number of, um, like a face transplant, you know, like a tra- chimpanzee ripped off its face, gets a face transplant, and then it rejects the face because of histo incompatibility. <laughs> That's where we're at. So not only is this a few ticks lower than Jimmy Fallon, I would say this is like several scales of magnitude worse than wow. Jimmy Fallon. But wow. we're not. I'm not going to change the name of the scale because that is our. We've already copywritten this. We own the trademark yeah, on the yeah, right. scale. Okay. And you know we're, we're trying to get we're we're, we're trolling Jimmy Fallon. We yes. want him to respond right yeah so also, we should shit post we should shit post jimmy fallon you guys uh should go to cafe press and buy the t-shirts <laughs> and the mugs that we have made up yeah, with the felonian scale press. yeah cafe, whatever is cafe call. press still a thing i don't so even i don't even know anymore all right that's it my friend shit posting we will never have to think about it ever again all right yeah that takes us to a close so if you guys for some reason if you wanted to find past episodes <laughs> past screeds and jeremy ads they are available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a review. Guys, engage with us. Send us your memes. Shitpost us. That's a safe space. We can take it, honestly. We can take your posting of shit. Exactly. Send it to Twitter at William Scurry. Also, I'm on YouTube, youtube.com slash AMCaesar. And Noah will give you the keys to his kingdom to insult him in the public venue as well. Yeah. I'm all about the big quiz thing, bigquizthing.com. You know, we, we used to have a message board there, and it became overrun by spam. Yeah. And it wasn't shitposting, because I guess that has to be memes, but that's something else shitposting does. It just, like, it hijacks stuff, so it makes stuff unusable. Uh but yeah, bigquizthing.com. You can find all the good stuff there. Corporate and private trivia events nationwide, plus occasional public events. Uh, Twitter, at BigQuizThing, Facebook, Instagram, etc. And I'm on Twitter personally, at Noah Tardo. So until Pepe the Frog becomes Noah's next Big Quiz Thing quiz master, we will not get it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2019.